time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update. Hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of the highlights from Volume 25, Issue 41, dated October 10th. From our news section, Digital Divide. Parents Contest Cell Tower Completion Near Elk Meadow Elementary by Magdalena Bakova. Impassioned parents and community members are intensifying their pleas to stop an 84-foot cell tower being constructed adjacent to Elk Meadow Elementary School. The Verizon Tower, approved with a conditional use permit in September 2017, is under construction on a 1.6-acre section of private land and will provide 4G cell service by the end of the calendar year, according to Janine Braggs, Verizon spokesperson. Parents, however, are dismayed about the tower's close proximity to the school and say they were not notified of the permitting application. Many say they only found out when they noticed construction beginning in July. Last week, dozens of concerned community members, organized under the name Stop Cell Towers at Schools, descended on the Wednesday night Bend City Council meeting to voice their concerns over potential health dangers linked to radiofrequency radiation the type of non-ionizing radiation used to send and receive cell signals. More than a dozen concerned members, mostly parents of children who attend Elk Meadow, used their three minutes of public comment time to present their case. Worries about radiation have been unflagging since the beginning of cell phone usage, though little research has been conclusive. Parents argue that it doesn't matter. Best case scenario is that the research is inconclusive, says Elizabeth Handley Zabo, a parent to two Elk Meadow students. And the worst-case scenario is research pointing to multiple forms of brain cancer, neurological issues, dizziness, tremors, depression, and so on. And I think that's too big of a risk to put something so close to our children that may pose a risk. In this case, the Bend City Council says its hands are tied because the appeal process is expired. The city did inform people of the land-use permit, though only those within 750 feet of its location receive the notice. Parents say they should have been notified and urged the council to repeal and replace the city code, which allowed for the permitting to go through without their approval. We intend to take our case to state and federal authorities, says Paul Bacon, an Elk Meadow parent and media coordinator for SCTS. But we don't believe the city council should be left out of the discussion entirely just because they feel they've done everything they can within the law. Though Ben Mayor Sally Russell made it clear on Wednesday that the issue was out of their hands, Bacon and Zabo both feel that Russell and City Manager Eric King could sway Verizon. They are lawmakers, said Bacon, and they have the ability to change laws that are outdated or not working in society's best interest. And we as their constituents have the right and the responsibility to let them know when we see something wrong. That is what's happening here. From our food and drink section, Game Changer, Hop Water. Non-alcoholic, hop-infused water is a delight for drinkers and non-drinkers alike, by Nicole Vulcan. Lovers of hops, but not necessarily booze, prepare to have your minds blown. A new drink, made in Bend, is offering that hoppy flavor people love, but without the alcohol. Heck, there isn't even any malt to interfere with people's love for the popular flowering vine that put Oregon beer on the map. Oregon Hop Springs is a sparkling water with hops added. Founders Cindy and Dave Glick, 
dropped a six-pack off at the Source Weekly recently, and with this thirsty crew, suffice to say it didn't last long. The drinkers among us liked it for that hoppy taste that would allow one to sip freely without the worry of getting too tipsy. It's a good drink after you've had enough IPAs, but you don't want to leave the party, Cindy Glick told the Source. The non-drinkers liked it as an alternative to the other non-alcoholic beer options on the market, currently mostly limited to lager-type brews that don't scream hops. Even the kids of the Source got in on the action, stoked to get to taste what beer tastes like. The Glicks, who recently retired from careers in education and forestry, got the idea from their oldest son who works in Asia, where he discovered a similar Japanese product. Thinking the idea could be made with Northwest hops, the couple set out to experiment with different recipes. The final product is made with organic citra and mosaic hops sourced from the Willamette Valley. And announcing the 2019 Source Poetry Contest. Get ready, all you bards, balladeers, minstrels, and lovers of the written word. The Source Poetry Contest is upon us. Now's the time to get your poems ready and to submit them by November 1st, 2019 at 4 p.m. at The Source Weekly or submitted via email to editor at bensource.com. This year's contest is back and better than ever, largely because we've added a new partner this year, the Deschutes Public Library, which is offering cash prizes for the top three winners. Along with our ongoing partnership with the Oregon State University Cascades Low Residency MFA and Creative Writing Program, our contest is stacked with many local wordsmith whizzes and poetry pros. There are some pretty specific rules about submitting your poems. You can find them in every issue of The Source Weekly from now till November 1st, or visit the culture page of bensource.com for everything you need to know. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon, or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.